talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. What's up? Growing Up, Not Growing Old. Mike Russo at Gungo Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. YouTube, not Facebook. Right, Jimmy? No, not Facebook. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Was it bad? Bad. I got I to I I I jump on that, huh? Just, 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 just do it. Just close your eyes and just, just do it. Go through the motions and do it. Jimmy Ferrari from Blast Furnace Productions on Skype. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Um, Before we get started, do you mind if I vent? Well, not vent. Do you mind if I tell vent. a quick story? Go ahead. Vent. Tell stories. Vent. All right, man. Check this out. So I just got home from work about two hours ago. Um, all right. So what I do is uh, I'm a delivery driver for one of the top parcel companies out there, right? Okay. So I, I, I deal with people all fucking day. So I was at the gas station filling up. I was on the diesel pump of my truck, the work truck. It was about 7.15, my last stop before I'm heading in. Um, now I punched in at 7.10. So I've been out there all fucking day, right? So my job requires me to get a receipt when I fill up the trucks. Uh, all right. So I'm at the pump. Pump says... Uh, would you like a receipt? I press yes. The thing tells me I pressed the wrong button. So now I got to go inside. Um, now, all the gas stations around here are owned by fucking Middle Eastern people. Of course they are. I don't know where, you know, Iraq, Iran, whatever, but over there somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah over there. They're all in cahoots. Go ahead. <laughs> so I go, <laughs> I go in there and I tell the guy I need a receipt for pump 10. He says, okay, hands me the receipt. And in his way, he says, don't forget to press the button next time. Uh, oh, God, Jimmy. Indirectly, I, I, like he's indirectly calling you an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Forget about biting my tongue. I bit my fucking face. Uh-huh. <laughs> to not unleash. Now, I'm a very quiet, easygoing guy. I wanted right. to unleash. I didn't want to punch him like a man. I didn't want to slap him like a girl. Dude, I wanted to fucking gouge his eyeballs out like a monkey, nice. man. <laughs> like a monkey. Like an ape. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking bloody ape. Yeah, yeah, I get those feelings too. You gotta refrain though. You gotta refrain from that kind of shit. But I get those, I get those thoughts all the time. Oh, uh, dude, every day there's a person that I just want to tear their face off. You know, like yeah. it goes beyond a beating. I want to murder people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. And like, like, uh, like, especially. For me, when I'm driving, I, I, I'm pretty much an easygoing guy. You know, I have my opinions in this and that. But when people drive or cannot drive, that's what that's what fucking sends me into a tailspin. Oh yeah, is is people that don't know how to drive, man. It's just it's just it, it's infuriating, and I wish really bad shit on them and their mothers and everything. Death, death, fucking pain. <laughs> Everything. It's bad. Dude, it's like fucking De Niro from The Untouchables. I want his family dead. I want yeah. his kids dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I got to deal with these people every day. So I've I've kind of almost built up a tolerance for stupid drivers, but not really. I'm actually – so I have to do a lot of – sometimes I have to do the route in a mall. So I have to deal with walkers. Oh. 
They're even worse. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. They got these fucking people. Like, I follow the road. I mean, I follow the rules of the road on foot as well. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I stay on the right. I keep it moving. I don't stop short. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and when someone's coming directly at you, you go to the right. Yes. Yes, you go to the right. It's just like an unspoken thing that everybody should know. And when people don't know it, it pisses me off. It's like, how do you not know this shit? I want to kick him in front of a train. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Especially being from New York, bro. There's this Ugh. unsaid thing. It's like, especially like if you're walking around in the city and it's like rush hour time, or just, you know, any time in the city, because there's yeah. always people all over the place. There's just this etiquette, this street walking etiquette that you have to have. You yeah. keep it fucking moving. Always. You stop in the middle of the sidewalk to look up at the buildings. I, I yeah. can't move. Here's step the thing. out of my way before I step over you and don't give me <laughs> an attitude. If you if I smash into you, it's not even on purpose because you have your face buried in your phone, your phone. or you're walking across the street and you almost get hit by a car. If I'm driving and you fucking almost walk into the side of my truck, not my fault. Get your nose out of your phone. Yes. I have no tolerance with people at all. If at I'm all. walking, if I'm walking, especially in the city and I got to check my phone, I step to the wall. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Fucking. Yes. Fucking people! Yeah, step out of the way, out of the way of the uh, of the traffic, or get run over. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I sh- I, ha- I would have no say. I would have no right to catch an attitude yep. with somebody who smashes into me if I'm standing in the middle of the sidewalk, buried in my stupid phone. You did this, you. I, I actually I completely did it. My fault. My bad. Sorry. That's it. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> man, when I'm in the mall. There's these fucking people that I notice. I call them wanderers because they can't pick a fucking lane and they're just going side by side. I mean, I get it. It's a mall. You're not supposed to be fucking walking like it's the city. But fucking move. Pick a fucking lane. You have a destination. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even know you're alive. Like, you have like this. (laughs) You just have this fucking neutral zone around your head. Exactly. It's like you don't know what the fuck is going on. You're in a daze for some reason. I can't take it. It's 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 something I've addressed many, many, many times on my podcast. And just this fucking gas station guy really got me. I, I was fuming, so I had to just bring it up, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, event, man. It's good. It's healthy. Yeah, that I mean, because, uh, you know, I can't just go to a hardcore show right now and get it out that way, which would be the ultimate uh, venting. Absolutely. Speaking yeah. of that, man, uh, uh, Tsunami it's Fest. A- oh, my God, man. What a fucking great show. I didn't go Friday. I didn't go last Friday night. That was the show with like uh, Turnstile and Wisdom and Chains, Body Count, Wu Tang, Mob Deep. I didn't go that night. That's a but I went. But I went that. Yeah, it was a serious lineup. But I, I I was asked for a favor. Well, actually, I I I, I, uh, I how do I put it? I don't know. I, I offered my help if uh, if if a band needed my help, and they got back to me and they they, they kind of needed me for Saturday, so. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna renege on my commitment. Yeah. Because I said that I would help out on Saturday, so I was like, ah, whatever. I was shot anyway. I was busy on Friday, so I got all my shit together. And then Saturday morning, we, uh, I went to Tsunami Fest, and it was the first time I was ever at a Tsunami Fest, and it was fucking awesome, bro. What was, was the uh, lineup your the day you went? Uh, the lineup. Oh shit, there was like 15 bands. Um, I got there about two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it was. 
the Eddie Leeway show was basically Leeway, uh, Crown of Thorns, Indecision, Murphy's Law, Walls of Jericho, Death Threat, Madball, Life of Agony, uh, this band called uh, For the Love of, there was a pan- which was weird, there was a Pantera cover band. What? Yeah, it was so weird, bro. They were called Pantera, like I guess, like because they were from Pennsylvania and they're a Pantera cover oh, band. Oh, that's oh my! I'm, it's oh cr- my it's cringing, deucing, bro. Dude, right? I got the douche chills right now. Yes, me too. Yeah, just saying it, I'm just like embarrassed to even say it. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, and it's like I was outside for them, and it's just like, like you heard them, and it just sounded like like the PA was on, like in between bands, it sounded like sounded like the place was just playing Pantera songs over the loudspeakers. You know right, what I mean? right. You're playing Domination and Cowboys from Hell. Is that right? Enough. But anyway, yeah, enough already with that. And then, um, yeah, I have a whole Pantera rant. I can't take it. That and um, another one, which was weird, Doyle from the Misfit. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, bro, there was, there was 20 people on the dance floor for them. And, and, and then the Mad Ball went on right after them, and the place was packed. Everybody was outside and all over the place, and there was like, Maybe twenty, twenty-five people on the dance floor for them. I, but it was, um, I'm sorry. I watched, I, that's all right. I, I watched maybe like five minutes of them just to say that I seen it and just to watch it. And I was like, I'm, nah, I, I, I'm over all that misfit stuff too. It's like misfits like part five at this point. It's like whatever, dude. I yeah, can't. that um, it's you got those first couple albums, you know, Walk Among Us, Earth AD, and that's pretty much all you need. I I don't need any of this new stuff really. Completely different thing, bro. I mean, it was Glenn Danzig. It was a completely different thing. You know, yeah. they're classic. You know, the original Misfits lineup is fucking, you know, you can't really fuck with that. But now you have, like, it's like Doyle's not a singer. He's just a guitar player. You have a singer who kind of resembles, supposed to look a little bit like Glenn Danzig. They did all the original material, and you know, Doyle stuff. And then they did, like, two or three legit Misfits songs. And it was, like, it was nothing for nothing. But, yeah, I, I hear you. It's almost like I think like um, uh, some bands do that. Like I think Guns N' Roses, they have like Guns N' Roses, right? But then they have like Axel's band, but they all play the same shit. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's just like you're beating a dead horse. It's enough. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put it put it down. Um, I want to go back to Life of Agony for a second. Um, that's uh, a band that uh, I, nev- I never really got into. Even but- did your brother? I had a conversation with your brother about this. I'm a little disappointed in the both of you, you fucking Russo guys. I gotta tell you something. I bought that first cassette, uh, "River Runs Red," and I threw that fucker right out the window. <laughs> my God, bro! Why? I don't get it. Oh my God, bro! I couldn't take this guy. Wait a minute. Did he have a sex change or something? No, no, no. It was always a girl. No. What's going on? Tell, tell me what's happened. All right, what happened? Well, I, I could just. I could uh, I could ponder and I can give you my opinions of what happened and what the deal is, but therefore, you know, I'm not speaking for Mina. Okay. okay? All right. Keith Caputo, he was, you know, this this the singer for Life of Agony. Um, I believe. Well, I I know that he, you know he they refer to him. I I believe. Uh, he got his name legally changed to Mina. So it's Mina Caputo. Um, everybody refers to to Mina as her. Um, um, what else? Uh, I had a conversation with her backstage. I actually went to high school with her, um, but I didn't really know her or him at the time. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Um, it's very confusing to me. Uh, because it's something I really can't wrap my head around. Not knocking her, not knocking, you know, not knocking that whole thing. But to me personally, she was mad cool. Um, but she's not gay. She's not homosexual. Um, um, it's very confusing. It is. Um, I know this from other people, a reliable source that, that said that, um, yeah, basically um, she's not homosexual, not attracted to men whatsoever, loves women. Um, just feels, and I'm paraphrasing, basically feels like there is just a woman inside of her. Okay, so she's transgender. Yes. And now here's the weird thing. Now, born a man, um, transitioned into a woman, but likes women, so now... But still has men part. Okay, well, the bottom line is she was mad cool, right? Yes. I was just confused because I remember getting the cassette when it first came out, and it was a dude, and then I saw the clips on, on Instagram, yeah. and it was a woman, and it sounded the same. Dude, let me tell you something, man. Listen, growing up like in, in, the, in the early and mid-90s, bro, in the early and mid-90s, three bands formed like my fucking teenage years, bro. And that would be Leeway, Biohazard, and Life of Agony. Formed my fucking teenage years, bro. Now, I was at Tsunami Fest, and Life of Agony headlined that shit. And what was really cool is that I had, I had all access pass. So I was standing on the stage off to the side of the stage watching all of this go down. Mm. And bro, for me... It was 1994 all over again. Must they, be a great feeling. They fucking killed it, bro. They killed it. They fucking killed it. It sounded great. Dude. And, and, well, yeah, well, the Instagram videos, you know, plus it's like the phones. You really don't have sound quality, good shit. But, bro, it was fucking awesome. From beginning to end, they fucking killed it. And another band that played that went on right before them. Is Madball. Yeah, I've seen them, I don't know how many times throughout the years. Mm. And I told your brother this. I had a conversation with him. And it's, it's, it's maybe not even a bold statement. But I don't think that there is one band that exists today or existed in the hardcore scene that is better and more tight than Madball Live. None. Sick of it all is a close second. That's it. Nobody, bro. I... Like I said, I seen them I don't know how many times over the years. Yeah. And I was standing off to the side of the stage and the hair was standing up on my neck for a, for a fucking little bit less than an hour that they were on. The energy and the fucking the, just they fucking bring it, bro. They killed it. It was intense, bro. All right, let me tell Unbe- you um about it was, probably, it was probably the best set that I personally ever seen them do. I was blown away and I seen them a million times. There was a time where hardcore music and punk music just stopped being available in stores, and um, I, I didn't really have access to it. This was even like I was barely even driving. I don't know when this was, early '90s maybe. Right. So it was all they call this the quote unquote like dead period. You know what I'm saying? 
But whatever. It wasn't really dead. Like 95 to 99, 2000, like that. It was, I think, even earlier than that. But a store popped up in my neighborhood called Wild Style Records. And I went in there and they had all the shit that I couldn't find anywhere else. And the guy was like, here, listen to this. And it was set it off. Madball set it off. Right? Right. Listen to it. Eh. Right? Went back. I liked it enough to get demonstrating my style. Right? So I listened to it. Eh. It's good, but whatever. Then I saw them live. Yep. I Game was fucking all in. From yep. that moment I seen them live, it was fucking so good that uh-huh. I became a like a Madball fan that night. And See, I, that, that's I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then I went back and listened to those two cassettes that I had, and it was like listening to a whole different thing. Right. It was great. Right. See, see now my little Madball story when, <clears throat> like, I remember when in late '92, um, the actual the 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 CD, well, the album Last Warning, which is technically a live at CBGB's album from Agnostic Front. Yeah. When that came out, that was like Agnostic Front's last show at the time like they they took a little hiatus from that album on yeah. and that's when they they died and that's when kind of when when they were pushing madball all right because that was like late 92 and then you had like fucking a little bit before set it off came because set it off came out in 94 so when i i heard all this hype about madball 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 and then i heard set it off and i'm just like eh. Because <laughs> I was because I was such a, a I was such a huge Agnostic Front fan, and I'm just like, it's all about Madball now, and it's like Agnostic Front is dead and now. It's just all about Madball, and I'm like, I'm, I I don't like this because I was jaded because I right. was like upset. Fucking AF was dead, and now it's all about Madball. So now it was kind of like I was a little pissed off. So I'm like, I I kind of didn't want to like it. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But then I saw them live, and. It was fucking unbelievable. And then a couple of years later, AF came back and everybody was happy. <laughs> and also, I saw Madball the night before Tsunami Fest out here in Long Island, too. And it was, it was good. Out of Revolution, right? I was gonna. I actually forgot. I heard about the show. I knew yeah. the show was going on. And it was like later on at night. I remembered that they were playing. It was like too late. And plus, I was I was I I was gonna pick up these guys early on Saturday morning for tsunami. But I knew it was gonna be a long couple of days. And you know so, what's fucked up was I, I knew thought, I was gonna see Manipal on Saturday anyway. So I thought it was at Revolution too, but it turns out there's another place down the block from Revolution that has shows. There's, really? There's two places in Amityville that has fucking shows, and this place was a straight up bar. This was a. They right. played at a fucking bar. It was sick. Really? And the crowd was totally different. It was a metal crowd all the way. And this it, was when? This was Friday night? Yeah. This is strange. Really? And um, they put on a good show. Uh, the the uh, Freddie wasn't singing as much as he used to. He kind of like really? lets the crowd sing a lot. And, uh, he, you know, whatever. That's cool. I mean, uh, Roger does that too. But yeah. It was still a good show, man. It was just a strange crowd in a strange place. But it was still all good, man. We got there like... When the band before them was playing, and it was a straight up metal band. It was weird. It was an all metal show. The Greenery or something like that. It was the Amityville Music Hall. Oh, okay. No, no. The name of the band was the Greenery. I think. Oh, I, I have no. I they. You know I what? All the bands on that show had font I couldn't read. Oh like, really? <laughs> like you know, metal bands have like that. Yeah, font. like black metal bands. Yeah, it just looks like you're looking up at a fucking dead tree branches. <laughs> 
and that's like oh. the name you're supposed to you're supposed to figure out what it says. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an optical illusion. You have to stare at it for five minutes, and then you get yeah, the name. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, you're a brutal band. Ooh, got <laughs> right. Just spell the fucking thing out so I know what you're called. Yo, it's a hundred percent a fucking rotten tree branch. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're looking up at a dead tree, and you're seeing all the branches. You got to figure out. You got to spell a word out of that. Yo, uh, what is that band? Oh, it's Afrobiphorgus. What? Yeah. Yeah, what does that even mean? Enough. <laughs> right. Get a hold of yourself. What's Get your over f- <laughs> what's your feelings on metal, by the way? Metal? Well, listen, I I was in the in the previous podcast that that I did with you. It was, you know, we talked about the turnaround for me being into a hardcore, turning into a hardcore kid. Right. And a lot of a lot of people turn into hardcore from the punk scene. I turned into a hardcore kid from the metal scene. I went from metal to hardcore. Yeah. So a lot of like the quote unquote new metal and you new metal, that kind of shit. Can't, they have all kinds of fucking math metal. What the fuck is math metal? Dude? I never heard that one. What is that? I don't know. You tell me <laughs> math metal. It's like all kinds of crazy intricate. All right. You know how to play a guitar. Whatever. None of that shit. But like, I like some thrash metal bands. I like actually even a couple of death metal bands. Not very much of it though. Yeah. Like I could, I, I could take a little bit of Napalm Death. I could take a little bit of Obituary. I could take a little bit of Morbid Angel, old Morbid Angel. Yeah. But that's pretty much about it. I like some of the old thrash shit. You know, Violence from San Francisco. And oh, all I love them. Violence is always. They never got their due. I don't think that first but, album uh, is is fucking. It's a. Is I don't want to say the word classic. Everyone says classic, but that first album is fucking great. Yeah, even their second one, Oppressing the Masses, bro, a fucking phenomenal album. Oh, yeah. Yep. Great records. Yeah, like so certain shit like that I like. But uh, nowadays, it's not the same. Uh, I, can, it's, I, yeah. I, I can, It's like a right with Slipknot. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it's uh, too much. Well, it's too much. It's uh, trying to be over the top. And uh, you're trying too hard and it's just all a gimmick and all that shit. I can't take any of that shit. Have four guys with dirty fucking long hair with fucking ripped jeans shred on stage. I'm good with that. Not 19 guys with masks with dildos on their noses <laughs> with fucking spiky fucking pinheads. Ah, I can't. Nuclear assault. Nuclear assault? I, I saw them recently. I saw them recently at, um, at Gramercy with Murphy's Law and that old school thrash band Whiplash. Oh, I got their first album, man. That shit's fucking I, serious. At live, I was like, all right, it's just a couple of big old dudes. All right. All right. It was, they, were, they were cool. The crowd was pretty much into them. Murphy's Law came on and stole that fucking show when they were on in the middle. Murphy's Law, Jimmy G is one of the greatest frontmen ever. He, that was a completely metal crowd. People with Iron Maiden back patches and King Diamond shirts and Iron Maiden this, Metallica Ride the Lightning back patches, and Judas Priest this, and all that shit all over the place. Yeah. Long hair with a bandana like wrapped around like their armpit on their jean jacket, like shit like that. And like the, the place was packed, and it was sold out. And then fucking Jimmy G and Murphy's Law comes on, and fucking he stole that fucking show. He turned that crowd all completely around. Yeah. And then Nuclear Assault came on. I like a handful of their songs. But I really wasn't impressed live. I'm like, eh, all right. I, I heard like the two or three songs that I wanted to hear, and I was yeah. hanging out outside. Yeah, that's what happened to me with uh, Crumb Suckers. A couple songs, and then I was like, all right, enough. But yeah. let me go back to um, the that show, that show you went to. Do you remember when um, you, you texted me that picture of the guy? He had like a mask on or something. 
Oh, yeah, that was at Murphy's Law. Was that guy at the Coney Island show? Yes. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the pit. That yeah. motherfucker with his yeah. mask. Yeah, he had like, it was like a stupid gargoyle Viking mask helmet nonsense going I on. Knew yeah, that, he, I knew that was him, man. As soon as I seen him, I was like, yo, I think that's that guy who Jimmy was fucking saw. Yes. Yeah, he was in the in the middle of the pit the entire night at Gramercy at the Nuclear Assault Murphy's Law show, and he was like, sick of it all, Coney Island. I'm like, oh, I looked yeah, at him, I saw him in hello? the pit, I pointed right, hello? Hello? Okay, something happened. I got you. Got me? Uh, yeah, he had problems with somebody, too, and it was funny because he was getting in someone's face with that stupid mask on. Oh, yeah, I, I looked at him, and it was in the middle of the dance floor, it was not the dance floor, in the middle of the pit outside. Side, sick of it all. I looked at him. I pointed. I'm like, "Oh, you again from the other night? Ah, huh? you here too?" And he was like, "Yeah." He gave me like the horns with his hands. I'm like, "Oh boy, I'm sick of the horns." I know enough with the theatrics. <laughs> all right. Um, let's talk about well, what you got going on. All right. Um, October. Well, another the second blast furnace production. Um, round two. Uh, coming. Oct- the, this uh, this Sunday, October 11th, um, also at Lucky 13 Saloon. Uh, same deal, you know, 10 bucks, you know, 2 o'clock doors, matinee. Uh, we have uh, a band, uh, a, a young band that uh, a lot of, they, they, for some reason, well, I'm not going to say for some reason, that sounds terrible, but uh, a lot of kids are liking them, man. A lot of kids are coming out to see them, and I heard that... Uh, they kind of sound like a young H2O kind of band. And the name of the band is called Enziguri. And if you, if you, if you wonder what the hell an Enziguri is, an Enziguri yeah. is a wrestling It's I, a wrestling I, I've seen their, their uh, logo or their words, you know. The, the name of their band, their font or whatever, everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of kids are coming to see them. They have like a really good buzz coming, you know, like, you know, going on. Yeah. So we have Enziguri, we have uh, Ken Wagner's band Point Blank. Uh, then we have, of course, the uh, the mighty uh, A Breed Apart once again. Nice. And then uh, a great band that that I wanted to get on the last on the last show, um, a band from Jersey called Low Road, and uh, they couldn't do it the last time, and I I really made sure I got them on this one. Uh, great band from Jersey, New York, uh, New Jersey hardcore band called Low Road. Cool. And then we have uh, the five-year anniversary show for The Last Stand, which is Mike Scandato from Inhuman, an old-school confusion bass player. Mm. Uh, the Last Stand is doing their fifth-year anniversary show. And then we have a band called The High and the Mighty, which is uh, Drew Stone, the singer for Antidote's secondary band. And uh, they do a bunch of uh, you know original material, and then they do a few Antidote songs, and they do a couple of... Uh, like old school hardcore covers, like a couple of Minor Threat songs. They do like Boston Breakout, you know, shit like nice. that. But uh, yeah, old school, but uh, but awesome because it's Drew Stone, man. And, and any t- any time Drew does a few antidote songs, it's always uh, it's always a crowd pleaser. So I was happy to get them too. That's another great lineup you got there. I feel like the the two shows you put on uh, are like all star. Sh- I don't know how to explain it. It seems like. It's put together very well. I don't know how you did it. I don't know either. I, I call up ba- I call up bands. I talk to people. I talk to friends. 
see if you want to do it. I reach out to people and I just I just ask and try to put it together. And and certain bands <coughs> can't do it. Certain bands can. Certain bands would love to do it. Mm. And I don't know. I'm trying. I have uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a, a show in November or not, but I'm definitely definitely it's already in the works. I'm definitely going to do a show in December somewhere around Christmas break, but not like obviously not on the holidays, but yeah. probably like the week before Christmas or something like that. And I have something fucking pretty fucking badass and pretty fucking huge that I'm working on, which will definitely happen. But I'm just working on uh, the support bands. But the headliner is pretty much already locked down. I already have a definite from the person. And once a date comes and, and I get all the details, then I'll be back on your podcast, hopefully, to promote that shit because it's going to be retarded. Oh, 100%, man. Everyone go follow at Blast Furnace Productions for updates and show info and all that good stuff. And by oh, the way, Lucky 13 is a great fucking place, man. It's covered with horror shit, and it's got a great little stage area. I really oh. love that place, man. Really good place. Got go-go dances on the bar. Yeah. Yeah, you got go-go dances, horror shit, a whole back room for the show. You got a legitimate stage, a great sound system. It's on a it's on a shitty block where everyone can make noise and cause a ruckus with no problem. It's a dingy dive bar, perfect for fucking hardcore shows. Yeah, what every, a great every, place that is. Yeah, every every band that played the last show, they're all like in shock, like how come hardcore shows don't happen here more often? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring hardcore shows there all the time. And that first show there, um, I had a great fucking time there, man. It was just a real good crowd. It was family. It was hardcore. It was everything it should have been, man. So I want to just congratulate you on that, man, because it was everything it should have been. Thanks, man. Yeah, every all the everybody from from just the people that came to see the show and all the band members and everybody with the bands, everybody had a great time. So that was that was my whole uh, my whole goal. Everyone just come and have a good fucking time. Yeah, man. Come well, um, support the fans. Come yes. fucking hang out and, you know, have a good time, man. It's nothing deeper than that. Yeah, it's, it's all family out there, man. Yeah, man. And there, there was there was a guy that um that he was a temporary worker. He, he was working with me over the summer. And, and he, you know, he found out that I was doing the show. And he came down. He's not into hardcore at all. He had no idea. He was, like, bugging out over the names of the bands. He was completely out of the loop with hardcore. But he was, you know, he's a cool kid, and he decided, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll come down, I'll help out, you know, I'll support it, blah, blah, blah. And there was, there was somebody there, I'm not going to mention names, that accidentally stepped, a big dude, tattoos all over him, all over his neck, all over his bald head, and he stepped on, on this kid Keith's foot. And two seconds, not even two seconds later, that, that guy with all the tattoos just turned around, yo, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. And... Yeah. Like later on, like Keith was telling me, he's like, "Yo, man, like all these dudes, they look like they're 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 a bunch of fucking criminals and jailbirds and serial killers, but they're like the nicest guys in the world." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. You go to a jerk off bar in Bay Ridge somewhere, you step on some morons Guido's fucking sneakers, you're in a brawl." Exactly. You know what I mean? But this guy, this guy who who could take your head off with one of his fucking paws, is like, you know, he's apologizing because you know because he's a nice fucking guy. You know what I mean? It's just. It's crazy how, how people look at hardcore and they're just like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Every single person is a fucking cool fucker. Unless, unless you're an asshole and you exactly. fuck with somebody. And that happens anywhere. Here's the thing. You know? the, these type of guys, nice guys, he's apologizing. But if you turn around and take that shit for weakness, you're done. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Take the apology from the fucking six foot three fucking tattooed big fucking dude right. that, you know, he'll twist your head off like a bottle cap. But he's like a humble, nice guy. Sorry, man. You know, didn't mean to step on your foot. Yeah. You know, you know, you get some fucking moron fucking juice head with his fucking wife beater and his fucking gelled up hair over here in Bay yeah, Ridge. Yeah. You know, oh, you step on my Nike uptowns and then all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Asshole. It's- Fucking retarded, man. It's so bad. Yeah, I can't. That's why I, I can't. I can't take it. I go to hardcore shows. That's <laughs> it. Uh, that's what, it. Uh, oh, before before I ask you about that, reason enough was great, man. That's the first time. Actually, you know, I found out before I knew who they were. I seen them uh, a couple years back. Oh yeah, they, they play all yeah, the time. My friend, um, my friend Johnny told me about it. But yo, they were real good, man. Yeah, man, and and Tom, Tony's like my brother. Tony, t- Tony, is like my brother, and Tommy is the fucking best, bro. The two singers, they're brothers, and yeah, and uh, Tommy is like you know he sort of go go, he's hysterical, and he's you know the go go dancers are in the other room, kind of you know on the other side of the bar on the bar. He comes over to me, he's like Jimmy, he's like, nah, he's like those those girls can't be on the bar. So he takes money out of his own pocket and he pays off the girls. He's like you two. Up on the stage right now. Yeah, that so was he, great. Two, two go-go girls fucking dancing and shaking their shit during their set, and it was hysterical because Tommy's a clown, and it was just funny, bro. You know what I mean? It's just a good time. Oh, that was great, man! Big shout out to Tommy and big shout out to Tony. Check yep, out the End Zone podcast. Yes, the End Zone podcast with uh, SoundCloud. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's that's Tony from Reason Enough, and also uh, Travis Campbell, who is the second guitar player in that band, and they do that podcast from Long Island City in Queens. And I did that. I did that last week. I listened to the um the first episode. Unfortunately, it's not on iTunes, so I can't download it and take it with me. Right. He's got to get on iTunes, and uh, I could, I want to listen to the show, but I can't stream because of my stupid data. Yeah, bro, they have, they, they're like up to season three. I told them, I'm like, yo, I'm like, where can people listen to this shit? Because it's hysterical. And it's great. Yeah, it's great. And we, we, bullshit, we were bullshitting for like two and a half hours. I didn't even realize it. And so they're going to have to like break it up into like two episodes or some shit. But yeah, yeah it's good shit. Tony is a no-holds-barred, no-filter kind of guy. So it's pretty funny. It's uh, E-N-Z Zone. For yep. those who want to look for it on SoundCloud. Yes, and they're also on Facebook too at the End Zone Podcast. E N Z Z O N E Podcast. Yeah, so big shout out to those guys. Great guys. Yep. Let me ask you this: so. What, um, like for me, I have like eight thousand songs on my podcast. I put that shit on shuffle. Something pops up, and then I go and listen to that band for like right. three days, like whatever okay. it is. Um, yep. What are you listening to? Like, what's in your tape deck so to speak what's in my ipod well it's in my because i'm at work right now and uh and and i live with my ipod um right now i'm gonna go to it right now um hold on right now bang bang boom billy club sandwich caught in a trap there you go yeah yeah caught in a trap um i've been for some reason, I've been on a huge Bane kick, a big Bane kick lately. Um, mm. Who else have I been fucking listening to nonstop? A lot of Caught in a Trap. Um, 
I don't have I don't have a breed of pod on my iPod, but I had the CD in my truck, and I think it's I believe it's still in the CD player. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's I go through my phases. I definitely go through my yeah. phases. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say right now for the last couple of months, for some reason, I've been listening to a lot of Bane, I, and I don't know why, man. I, I don't know. There's something about that band. I'm feeling right. it. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of Madball always. There's certain things that always that, that are always in heavy rotation. You know what yeah. I mean? Madball is always in heavy rotation. Billy Club Sandwiches. Leeway always is. Everybody Gets Hurt is always in rotation. They're one of my favorite bands ever. And they're playing this Sunday. Well, uh, where are they playing? Uh, which Sunday? This, uh, this Sunday coming up, October 4th. Black and Blue did it. but It's a Black and Blue production. It's a... Uh, there's five bands playing, a band called Impact, uh, a band called Rhythm of Fear, and then uh, a band called Manipulate, and then Everybody Gets Hurt, and the Eddie Leeway Show at uh, the Bowery Electric this Sunday. It's a matinee. All right, I just want to... Wow, what is that, a diesel? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, some kind of a van. Yeah, I'm standing outside my job. Sorry if there's all kinds of outside noise. No problem, but ju- just to clarify... Because this is coming out on the fifth, so this coming Sunday will be the, the uh, Lucky Thirteen show. Yes, October eleventh is my show. Okay, so that's the the fall, not this Sunday coming up, the following Sunday. But when this comes out, it would be this Sunday. Correct. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess you had to spell that one out for me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no problem. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, where do you work? The graveyard? Uh, three to midnight. Graveyard shift? Three to midnight. Oh, that's not bad. Nah, it's not bad at all. And what the beautiful thing about it is uh, I'm, I'm pretty much done for the night. And uh, I work in a school. And uh, I'm, I'm, sitting in the, I'm sitting in the office. And I have the uh, Thursday night football game on mute right now. Who's playing? Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Uh, I think, no, nah, I don't got any of those guys on my fantasy team. I start, There was a podcast out there started a fantasy football podcaster league, and I joined it. Oh, yeah? yeah it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Really? No, I, don't, I never, for some reason, I don't know why, I never got into Maybe because I don't have, like, time or whatever. I just really haven't really thought about it. I never got involved with fantasy football. Yeah, and it's like Dungeons & Dragons for jocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I figure that's kind of what it is. Yeah. But it's funny. It gives... It gives the games a little something extra, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like DraftKings and shit like that. Oh, I see DraftKings everywhere. I don't even want to fuck with that. Yeah, not me neither. Million dollars, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, you fucking next thing you know, you're fucking living in a box because you gambled exactly. away all your money on DraftKings. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. All right, so check it out, man. I wanted to tell you that I watched, I rewatched Friday the 13th 1 and 5. One and five. Um, Why five? Because those are the two I haven't seen in years. All right. So one and five. And I watched two, three, and four recently, but I think we talked about that already. Yes. So what do you think? One is phenomenal, bro. Go ahead. Five I still don't like. (laughs) No, there's no reason to like that fucking movie. (laughs) But. And I'm the just Friday 13th fan, and, and I still, like. I I don't know. It's either a toss up, either that one or Jason goes to hell. They they could both just get thrown out. 
I don't even know what that movie is. What is that movie? It's 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 just garbage. It's just garbage. And you know what I want to see? I have to rewatch it. I only seen it once, and that's when it pretty much first came out. I want to watch Friday Thirteenth, the, the the reboot, the remake that they made in like '08 or some shit like that. Yeah. I have to rewatch that because I really don't remember. I saw, that. My I saw that in a theater, and I remember nothing from it. It was so I, unmemorable. Yeah, I, I remember that I kind of maybe liked it a little bit, but at the end, I I was not happy with it. But I want to rewatch it. I have to rewatch. It was, it was on TV the other day, and I started to watch it. And it was on regular TV, so I stopped watching it. But I don't like the way Jason looked in it. I, I yeah, like the, yeah. I like Jason from three and four. That look. Four, four is my favorite Jason. Final chapter is my is my favorite Jason. He's just fucking ruthless in it. He's just there's uh, it's it's he's my favorite one. It's my favorite Jason. It's, that, and it's probably it's probably my favorite Friday Thirteenth as well. That's my favorite one too. And after rewatching it recently, I love the the Crispin Glover death when they oh, fucking, yeah. fucking with the corkscrew. Jams the corkscrew. Uh huh. And, and then it, the and then the and then the uh, the meat cleaver into the face. And then later yes. on, somewhere during the movie, he fucking like basically crucifies him on the on the on the door jam, and he and rips, rips him, him down. down. Yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the best the one? What do you think about the original? Oh, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's fucking great, bro. Crazy Ralph is the best. Yeah, and... Crazy sh- Ralph is the greatest character actor in, a, in any series next to Paulie from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paulie and Crazy Ralph. Yeah, Paulie takes the cake. Paulie's the greatest fucking secondary or whatever actor, character actor in any series. And then next is Crazy Ralph, and he only lasts like one and a half movies. But he's great. I, uh, he, so, he's not even an actor. They just picked up some guy off the street. Yeah, yeah, without a so doubt. So good. It's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, part one is one of the ones I haven't watched in years. And it was actually pretty good. And what the fuck is her name? Betsy Palmer? She just recently died. She died this year at some point, I believe. She did. She, I think, early in the summer. Yeah. But when she makes the reveal at the end, it's great. She slaps yeah. that bitch around. She literally slaps her around. She bitch slaps her all over the place. Great. Oh, what a good <laughs> flick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I then, gotta... uh, Adam, I'm sorry. There's, uh, I have this program on my uh, computer called Linen, which helps okay. the Skype sound better. And for some reason, it fucks up. And it puts a serious echo on my voice. So I'm hearing everything two seconds after. So if oh, really? I, I hear you keep fine. interrupting you, it's because I'm, I'm hearing my voice twice. Oh, really? You sound perfectly clear on my end. Yeah, that's the fucked up part because I have to like... That's why I'm talking in like segments. <laughs> I didn't see. It's see, I'm stupid. an idiot because I didn't even realize it. <laughs> you know, it's you fucked up. When I go back and listen to it, it you sounds fine. You even told me about it, and and I wouldn't even known that you were talking in segments. All right, so part eight was on the other day. Oh, oh is that bad? 
Yeah, it's terrible, bro. And they just they try to drive the point home like extra hard about how filthy New York is and shit. With like the yeah. bubbling sludge and like the fifty five gallon drums and all that yeah. shit. And I think isn't Alice Cooper in that? Like he makes a cameo in that movie. I didn't see it, but I think I heard that, yeah. Yeah. I think he's like one of the bums around one of the burning fucking fifty five gallon drums in a park or some shit. Do yeah. you remember he steps onto New York and he sees a Billboard with the hockey mask on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Bad. It's so bad. It's really bad. But I'll watch almost... it. Listen, I'd watch that one over part fucking five again. Part five. I'm trying part to think of any the... memorable kills. There was, a, there was a couple of decent kills, but nothing like... Uh, but like it was girl... Roy. Yeah, it was Roy the ambulance driver. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I could take Roy. Yeah, yeah. Roy can catch a beating. Yeah, Roy, Roy, yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy gets hit by like a fucking backhoe by Dudley from different strokes. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> I thought it was Webster. <laughs> no, that's not fucking Webster. It was Dudley from fucking different strokes. Terrible. Oh, man. Dudley was the white kid, wasn't it? No, you're talking about the redheaded kid. The redheaded kid from different yeah. strokes was the kid in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, that, oh that's right. <laughs> the, black kid, the other black kid was Dudley. Bro, all right, here we go. I'm going to date myself. In different strokes, there was there was that one episode. Because, you know, they always have to have, like, this social message at one point, like, in the later episode. Yeah. And there was that one episode where fucking Arnold, you know, Webb, not Webster, Gary Coleman and Dudley from Friday 13.5, they both get kidnapped. You remember that um, episode? They get kidnapped by the fucking guy who was like the creepy pedophile guy and they get kidnapped. Dudley he gets owned the kidnapped. bicycle shop. Yes, exactly. That was Dudley. <laughs> yeah. He's in Park 5 and Friday 13. And then that's that it. He's fucking that episode bugged me out. That was scary. But that was a, I was real young when I saw that. Yeah, me that too. It was creepy. Yeah, it was, but it was like, you know, that social, you know, raise awareness, you know, to watch your kids or some shit like that, and there's, there's, there's creeps out there. Like that What's <laughs> Happening episode where Rerun was bootlegging the uh, Allman Brothers concert? Oh, Jesus Christ. With these little messages in there, moral <laughs> messages. That's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, those shows were pretty good, though, like back yeah, in man. the day, even with Three's Company is great. Reese Company is classic. Fucking Reese Jack Company. Tripper. Jack Tripper was great. Fucking, I think my favorite all time though has to be All in the Family. Greatest fucking ever. Oh. Greatest, fucking bro. Orgy. Fucking hysterical. Fucking hysterical. Nowadays, you forget it. You put that shit on yeah, now. Exactly. Oh my God, man. You would just hear everybody crying about it. It's like, come on, take a fucking joke. It's a stupid show. He makes an asshole out of himself all the time with what he says, but it's hysterical. That's yeah. you could even play the Jeffersons nowadays. You, nah, you Call probably could. Honkies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Forgot it. Everyone's everyone's a crybaby. Everyone's. Do you a remember? Um, of course you remember it, but uh, Sanford and Son. Of course. Nowadays, How oh, great is that show? Great. Fucking Red Fox is fucking hysterical. Bigot animal, fucking racist dude, but it was fucking funny. It wasn't taken seriously, and it. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's a different. I don't know. One day I woke up and everybody fucking finds something to be 
like, like it's it's like fake outrage and fake fucking. Uh, I can't take yeah. it. Everyone's it feeling is, it, the fuck Fake outrage. Everyone's offended. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, all right, what are we gonna wait? What are we gonna be offended by today? Let's make something up. You know, oh, the Somebody... Washington Redskins. All right, come on. Somebody at work reminded me of. Uh, well, it didn't remind me. He told me about it because I don't remember it. There was an episode of Sanford and Son. Do you remember the that woman that he hated? I can picture her in her he- in my head, but I don't remember her name. Yes. He, he said that he was gonna smash her face in cookie dough and make gorilla cookies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a famous line from that show. It's hysterical. Now, it's forget fucking, it, bro. No. You know somebody's gonna be listening to this and be like, "Oh, that you know that that is fucked up. That is fucked up to say, but it's not. It's, it's a fucking joke. It's hysterical. Get over yourself when you feel it." Yeah, what what's gonna happen to this country where everyone's offended by everything? Uh, don't even get me started, bro. It's like George Collins said, like fucking like 1995. He said it's like the pussification of America. Everyone's a crybaby. Everyone turns into a yeah. no bully, this, that, the whole fucking thing. Like everyone's a, everyone's raising fucking victims. Everyone's a victim of something. Everyone's right. offended. Everyone's a victim. It's all someone's fault. You hurt my feelings. Political correctness. It's just a bunch of fucking nonsense. Nobody has thick skin anymore. Everyone goes and cries. Everyone's a cop caller. Everyone paddle pails. It's a, I can't take it. It's 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 disgusting. I can't take it. Yeah. And you know what? Carlin also said that, which was really on point. He said this years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. It was starting in the colleges. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's where a whole bunch of it is spawning from. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I didn't want. Do you remember when uh, Colin said about driving? So oh, did you ever notice that everyone driving faster than you is a maniac and everyone driving slower is an asshole? Yep, absolutely. And it's so fucking true. Every, bro, besides like, you know, like, like I said earlier, like Life of Agony, like those three bands like for my teenage years. I'm telling you, George Carlin was, I have, a, I, have a port, I have a tattoo of him, a portrait of him, and it's fucking insane. And it's great. I got it before, it's awesome. I had, I had it before I got it before he died and all that shit. But anyway, he was the first guy that I've ever seen on a, on stand up. It was like it was either the very, very beginning of VHS or it might have even been Betamax. It was 1982. And I watched George Colin Colin at Carnegie. And I was like seven or eight years old. And from that point on. He was my favorite comedian, and I've seen all of his specials. I don't know how many times, and his logic and play, even though I know it's an act, and he's a different person off the stage, but everything that he says on stage rings true. A lot, especially like with his political shit and all that stuff like that. To me, the guy is spot on, dead on with everything, everything. Oh, he was way. <laughs> he formed, uh... telling you, almost like the way I think. He for, he formed the way I think, big time. And and you know what's even more fucking crazy? I think he formed the way I think more than my fucking father ever did. And that's crazy. Yeah, he was definitely on point with that. Just looking at things yep. and just kind of breaking it down. Like I love the golf course shit. Is so, course. so yeah, correct. 
when he when even even like when he breaks down the Ten Commandments, bro, he breaks down the Ten Commandments into two commandments. Just it, it, within within like four minutes, he just breaks down the Ten Commandments in a way that nobody ever can. And it's it's kind of like if you look at them, it's it's you can't even formulate it. But as as he says it and he breaks it all down, it's like you know what, the guy's fucking right. Like if you if you really fucking yeah. think about it, you know I can't even begin to quote him. But look on YouTube and just just type in George Carlin Ten Commandments, and it's 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 fucking genius, it's genius. And it when is. he died, I mean, when he died, I got like I don't know how many text messages and phone calls, bro. Yo, man, Colin, daughter, you all right, bro? Are you all right? I'm like, yo, it sucks, but I'm fine, man. It's not like a yeah. family member. It sucks because they knew I was how big of a Colin fan I was. So, and it's not like he was 35. He lived a long, great bro, life. 52 years of stand-up, bro. 52 years. That's sick. That's a that's a record that will never be touched. That's like Dimaggio's fucking history. Won't ever be touched. Won't be touched. You know, Pete Rose is. His- all time never never be touched even his newer shit or it's not new now was great it's great and you know what made it fucking great at least to me it's like because he had such a following he was so established and he was one of the greatest comedians ever and he just got older and he just didn't give a fuck about nothing he became like this fucking pissed off i don't give a fuck old man who had no tolerance for shit and called everyone out on their shit and didn't give two shits about it. And it was fucking great. Dis- it's like yeah. despicable humans. Yes. Yeah. He it was like a whole big thing that he said like in an interview about, you know, how how he's not like disgusted. He doesn't hate people and shit like that. He's like he's just, he's like I'm just disappointed in people. He's like just as a race of human beings. Like we have this brain and we don't even know hardly anything about it, but we have this unbelievable thing that we can't even wrap our heads around, like, no pun intended. But, like, we have this amazing thing. And, like, look what we do. Like, look at the shit that we do. Like, human beings is a race of people. We're just a menace to the planet. We're just pests. We just don't even know how to get along with each other. It's like, I'm just disappointed in us. Like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, he's fucking unbelievable. Great philosopher, great comedian. Wish I would have met him, but... Seen him live twice, but never met the guy. One thing that I really wish I would have done, but eh, what are you going to do? There was a comedian who wanted to uh, name a street after him. On the, and they should have. Where he used to live, right? Man, you he that? grew up in Harlem. I didn't hear about that, yeah. but I know he grew up in Harlem. Way back well, in the day. There's a, I think there's a church on that block or some kind of Catholic school on that block. Right. They fucking stop, They tried to stop it. Why? Probably, Why would- I, I guess their logic is the kids are going to look him up and find out how he totally dismantled religion. Yeah, dismantled religion, dismantled the government, dismantled everything. Yeah, like when uh, he talks about the first Gulf sh- War and shit. Yeah, forget it. It's crazy. That's how shitty the church is. But they oh, actually yeah. pushed it through and, and, and it's up there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ugh, and the Pope was here enough. I can't take it. Can't. I don't know. He's just some guy. <laughs> he's just some guy. He's a PR guy for the fucking church, and he says shit that you just want to hear. And eh, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> it's like people are giving their kids to him. Yeah. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. man. 
Oh, it was it was the day. It was like last Friday. It was a fr- it was the day before I went to Tsunami Fest. I went uh, with the singer for the Last Dance, Mike Scandato. I went to uh, Times Square to go see the Green Inferno in the movie. Right. So on my way there, I uh, I'm like walking past Madame Tussauds Wax Museum in Times Square, and they have a wax statue of the fucking Pope. Bro, there's hundreds of people surrounding it with their phones out, and they're taking turns. They're like praying to this wax figure. They're putting it like the the statue actually had like one hand up. He had like one hand up. There's people like putting their hand up to it and bowing their heads. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, bro, right underneath the wax, there's like a fucking there's like chicken wire that like this fucking lady like just formed like in a boiler room right underneath your feet, and like she brought it up. It looks like the Pope, and you're praying to it. Like, what's wrong with you? God, those fucking people. It's they're like brainwashed. It's a cult. Oh, it's fucking insane. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm not supposed to get it. I don't know. I think logically, I don't know. And and you know what's crazy is I have friends of mine who intelligent people, bro. Intelligent, smart people. But then when it comes to that, it's like, no, no, no. There's gotta be. I'm like, dude, do you really fucking believe that like there was a talking snake, bro? And do you really believe that like that like a virgin oops all of a sudden had a kid and like some lady fucking shit out a rib out of her side and and a person was formed from that and a fucking apple has a curse and some dude with a long fucking staff and a long beard actually parted a fucking an a body of water like the Red Sea and freed people. Are you fucking serious, dude? He's serious, but Wait, Santa don't Claus don't exist. That's nuts. Don't forget the boat with oh, every oh, animal oh. on it. Oh, with Doc. Oh, yeah, because, you know, there's only about, <laughs> I don't know, 850 million different species on the planet. So you would have to have billions of things on that boat. Every insect, <laughs> every fucking animal, everything. But for some reason back then, I don't know why, but the Bible doesn't fucking mention kangaroos or dinosaurs. I don't know why. Yeah. Why? Because dinosaurs fuck up the whole story. Because ha- we have some things called fossils now. And it kind of debunks the whole creationist fucking shit. Because, you know, you know, some people, you know, some some people actually believe that they, that, that that like a T Rex had a saddle on it and we coexisted right. with these things. You know. That, oh, was I the, can't. that was the that was religion fixing like 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 fixing their shit when science came out. Yeah, and said, "Yo, these dinosaurs are this old." Then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! No, no, Jesus was there. Of course, he was. Sure. Yeah, it's so Do crazy." Do you know what, what um, religious people say about dinosaurs, like dinosaur bones and shit? That I don't know. It's something completely God put illogical. them there to test their faith. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You like that one? Isn't that convenient? It's fucking convenient. It's adorable. These excuses. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, is it? Did, did he really? Is, yeah. Okay. He's testing your faith. Delusional, bro. You, Just uh, absolutely... <laughs> I can't. I'm starting to get all mad. My you ears mentioned... are getting. <laughs> yeah. Let's. I'm gonna switch subjects real quick. <laughs> you mentioned the Green Inferno. I want to plug my podcast, The Frightcast. Okay. Which is it's on the same feed as Growing Up, Not Growing Old, which. Might be confusing to some people, but the Frightcast is a horror podcast we do every year, every October. The first episode will be out Monday, along with this 
And for the first episode, I got my man Fear Innes from the Fear cast on it. Big shout out to him. And we watched Cannibal Ferox. And we were going to watch The Green Inferno, but it was in theaters only. Uh So, um, frightcastpod at gmail.com and at the frightcast on Twitter. Check me out. Um, We're going to do a different movie every week. New, old, whatever. So, do you want to give me a quick review of The Green Inferno real quick? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get into it. I, I won't I won't spoil anything. Um, but I, I'll give a a quick a quick uh, once over of it. Um, first off, go see it in the movies. Go see it in the theater. Um, I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, brief synopsis, which if you've seen the coming attractions or, or the trailer for it, you kind of get it. Um, a group of like tree hugger kids slash activists, college yuppie fucking kids. They go and they try to fucking save this company from like mowing down all the trees and chopping down rainforests and shit in the Amazon. They go, they do some shit. Um, they look to get out of there. They jump on a little plane. The plane goes down in the middle of some crazy ass fucking spot in the Amazon. Uh, they crash. This, that, and the other thing happens. 30 seconds later, they get an ambush like fucking sick bastards by a cannibal fucking tribe in the Amazon. And, bro, it was fucking brutal. It was brutal. And there's people screaming in the movie theaters. And I'm just sitting there kind of like <laughs> with a shitty eating grin on my face. And, like, the first big, like, sacrificial kill, I guess you would put it. Um, was very long and very gory, brutal, and there was people covering their eyes and all this shit. And then as soon as it was all over, I was the only one. I'm an ass. I'm like, oh, that was adorable. And everyone was like, what the <laughs> fuck? That was fucked up. I'm like, no, nah, that was fucking cute, man. That was awesome. People thought I was crazy. But yeah, man, go see the Green Inferno in the theater, man. It's an experience in the theater. It's great, man. Awesome flick. Now, have you seen those old cannibal movies that inspired this one, like Cannibal yeah, Ferox and Cannibal yeah. Holocaust? Make Them Die Slowly, which I believe is Cannibal Holocaust's other name, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, all oh, those old make, school movies, of course. I haven't seen them in years, though. Make Them though, Die Slowly know. is um, Cannibal Ferox. Yes. Yeah, I knew it was one or the other. But yeah, I seen, the, I seen them, but I seen them so long ago. I seen them a long time ago. So I remember bits and pieces, but I kind of look at the Green Inferno kind of like a, a modern reboot of that kind of shit, and it was it was what it is, yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucking badass, man. Eli Roth, you know, he did Hostel and all that shit. It was good. It was definitely a good flick, especially seeing the theater. Was there any animal kills in this one? No, it was not. They used to do. They used to kill. Like, I'm not saying nah, that people, Eli Roth is going to kill an animal. Eh, people are better to kill in the movies, bro. <laughs> it was used to fuck- fucking kill real animals back then. Ah, sick. No, there was no, there was no animal kills. You know why I'm probably thinking there's no animal kills because nowadays, and we'll get back to this, PETA and all that shit would be all in fucking uproar about harming animals in the movies and all that shit. So probably he just probably dodged the bullet. Like you know what? Let's just shut these people up and just not do it because I don't want to hear their mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought. 
I thought he would do maybe like a fake one just as like an homage to those old movies. But you're right. Yeah, no, Someone would have a problem uh, with no, it. No, there, was, there, was, there wasn't anything. I mean, there was animals in it, but even if there was uh, like a kill or two, like it wasn't like on screen. You know, no. No, there wasn't any like sacrifice, you know, animal sacrifices or anything like that. But what they do to the people is fucking crazy, man. Well, what the people, it's fucking nuts. There was some, there was a couple, you know, cause it's such a brutal movie like that. Like there was a couple little comedy relief parts that were, that were well put. Like it wasn't cheesy, mm. but it was really cool. Like, like I'll, I'll just say one thing. Like there was a girl, they're like in this cage type thing. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, oh my God. Like I feel really sick. Oh my God. And they're like, oh, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. And fucking girl shits her pants, bro. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> And you hear it, and she's farting and shit. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. But it, it was like a long fucking little scene of her shitting, bro. It was fucking hysterical. Like, this is just fucking over-the-top ridiculous, but it was great. <laughs> another staple of those old-school cannibal movies was, like, genital mutilation. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, no. Nah, there, was, there wasn't really any. Actually, well, there was a, there was a big... There was a whole big thing um, about... I guess it was also like the social undertones and whatever of the movie. Um, they they touch a lot on like the genital mutilation that actually goes on in like fucking Africa and shit like that. So there is, I wouldn't necessarily say like like brutal genital fucking mutilation, like especially like girls, like they cut their clits off and shit like that in like real life. But yeah. in the movie, there's 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 big time undertones of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, awesome. All right, so, um, <laughs> plug your show one, one more time before we get All out right. of here. All right. Uh, Blast Furnace Productions, uh, round two, Hardcore Matinee, Lucky 13 Saloon, which is uh, 644 Sackett Street in Brooklyn. Uh, Sunday, October 11th, which this is coming out, so it'll be this coming Sunday, October 11th. Uh, Enziguri from the Bronx, Point Blank, uh, A Breed Apart. Low Road from New Jersey. Come and check those guys out. Um, the Last Stand, and it's also their 50-year anniversary show. And The High and the Mighty, which is Drew Stone, the singer for Antidote's other band. And they do Antidote songs and original material. And they do a bunch of old-school shit like Minor Threat covers and shit like that. Um, pretty solid lineup. And that's Sunday, October 11th. Doors are at 2 o'clock. Only 10 bucks. But it is 21 and over because of legal reasons and shit because it is a bar. And uh, there's go-go dances and, come on, it's only 10 bucks and it's all day long. And just come down and have a good time. Blast Furnished Productions on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Um, do you want to take us out with a song? Sure. Uh, the band Low Road. And the song is called Drop the Gloves. Nice. Yes, sir. Right. Thanks, Jimmy. I really appreciate you doing the show, man. Don't go, Mike. Thanks a lot, brother. <laughs> I see you soon, man. Yeah. Oh. Later. All right. Big shout out to uh, Jimmy from Bla <clears throat> Blast Furnace Productions. Go follow him at Blast Furnish Productions is going to be a great show Sunday, October 11th, as he just said. And I got a big shout out to uh, the Big Papa podcast, State of Grey. Go check out Attention Deficit Order and Green Up podcast. 
all those great shows out there. You know where they are, part of the damned and dead as hell, part of the woods, the uh, Mahara people out there. And check out the Frightcast. Check us out. Season 2. It's Halloween. It's October. Let's go. Um, any uh, suggestions for us to watch? Any movies, old, new, whatever? Uh, let me know. Email is frightcastpod at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Frightcast. Later.
for you guys. For one thing, you gotta understand. Now I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm looking at a fucking song! Thanks for checking out the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Gungo Podcast. That's G-U-N-G-O Podcast. And listen to past episodes at gungo.podbean.com. <laughs>